Hello, and welcome to Reflections, 5-Minute Encouraging Biblical Stories. In our last episode, we saw that Paul was giving a farewell speech to the elders of Ephesus. He told them that he would never see them again and that the road ahead of him was filled with bondage and trials. So he certainly doesn't have what would seem to be a very easy or calm future ahead. Then we saw that none of these things stopped Paul from still thinking about others and how to best prepare them. So he encourages the elders, tells them what to be looking out for, and how to be steadfast in the Lord. Then he prays with them. Next, they all walk down with him to the ship. Let's join the story there and see what happens next. Acts 21.1 And it came to pass that after we had gotten from them and had launched, we came with a straight course to Kus, and the day following unto Rhodes, and from thence unto Patra, and finding a ship sailing over unto Phoenice, we went aboard and set forth. It seems like Paul is still hurrying and definitely going to make it to Jerusalem on time. He certainly isn't wasting any time. It says that they took a straight course to Kus and then the next day to Rhodes. So they're going along at a really rapid pace, it certainly would seem. Did you then notice that it says they had to find a ship when they were in Petra before they could sail to Phoenice? That seems kind of interesting. I wonder if there was a shortage of ships or if there were no ships that were just taking passengers, so they had to find a ship that would let them come along with the cargo. Now that they have a ship and have set forth, what happens? Acts 21.3 Now when we had discovered Cyprus, we left it on the left hand and sailed into Syria and landed at Tyre. For there the ship was to unlaid her burden. And finding disciples, we tarried there seven days, who said to Paul through the Spirit that he should not go up to Jerusalem. And when we had accomplished those days, we departed and went our way. And they all brought us on our way with wives and children, till we were out of the city, and we kneeled down on the shore and prayed. Something that is interesting to note here is that there were different techniques that were used for navigation. I mean, they didn't have the same luxury that we do to just type into Google Maps or GPS our destination and hit go, and then we have our directions pulled up reroutes and construction alerts, all that. No, instead, here they have to follow maps and are still actually writing the maps in some instances. Some people still think that the world is flat, uh, several continents have not been found, and so we see that they use coastlines or big cities to guide them from place to place, as it says here, where they said it, they found Cyprus and left it on their left hand. I also love that as soon as they landed, they were off to find the disciples. How cool is it that Paul's ministry stretches far and wide, so much so that wherever he is, he can go and talk to the disciples. And two, that Paul loves people, sharing the gospel and encouraging them in the word, so much so that as soon as he lands, he's off to do just that. How many of us can take notes and in a way do the same for our friends and communities? Where we see needs, we can meet them, encourage the people, and walk alongside them in whatever journey they're in. What a powerful testament to the love of Christ. If we look back at the early founding of Christianity, Christians were known for their kindness and care of not just their own poor and needy, but also those of their city. They were also the ones known to assist the sick and care for those who were affected by plagues. How many of us can apply that to the situation we find ourselves in today? Then, it seems like here, Paul slowed the journey just a bit by staying a week. Did you then notice that the disciples were like, Paul, look man, the Spirit is telling us that you should not go to Jerusalem. 
but it doesn't seem like Paul paid much attention to their warning. Also, isn't it interesting to see that the Spirit told Paul that he was going to run into affliction and bondage, but then here Paul is having the disciples telling him that he shouldn't go to Jerusalem? It would seem like Paul is getting two contradictory messages, or at least two that don't exactly line up. Have you ever had that happen to your life? It seems like Paul must have gained clarity that he was still supposed to go to Jerusalem because we see that all the disciples, their wives, and children come with Paul out of the city and down to the shore. I think it's so sweet how in each city the people are so loving and hate to see Paul go. He has obviously had such a huge impact on their lives and they want to be there to support and help him. Then, on the shore, they come before the Father in prayer to ask for guidance and wisdom. We have discussed this before, that there are times that we need to get outside of our city, distractions, or whatever it may be, so that we can come before the Lord in prayer, solely focused on Him. What city do you need to get out of today to come before the Lord and be able to focus on Him? Join me in the next episode to see what happens next.